0: Happy Dad is available at a lot of your local bars and restaurants. You might even find it at some saloons. If you've enjoyed a Happy Dad, then you know it goes well with your burger, your wings, pizza, and steak. (laughs) People in California eat it with their sushi, too. Go to happydad.com slash find to find a bar or restaurant near you so you can watch the games with the boys while enjoying an ice-cold daddy drink. The ladies love it as well. If your bar doesn't carry Happy Dad, then ask them to call their distributor to stock up. You can't have a burger with that skinny can, can you? It's time to man up and drink Happy Dad.
1: Welcome Ryan Fitzpatrick back to the QB room. Second time we have Thursday night football with Ryan Fitzpatrick. A lot of people are calling it the Ryan Fitzpatrick bowl, actually mm-hmm. Buffalo versus Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's been being talked yeah. about a lot by a lot of the talking heads on TV. Um, we have a first question is actually from the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. I was sitting in meetings today and I go, Hey Josh, I've got Ryan on tonight. What do you want me to ask him? And he goes, I only got one question for him. And he said, ask Ryan what he, did when he took his interviews in the locker room after the game and maybe after practice. There is a rumor that has gone around that your post game interviews, especially after losses, even though when you were angry about doing them, you would come out of the shower and they kind of wrap around your locker with cameras and microphones, and you would Uh-oh. sit there with the towel <laughs> and just open up butt ass naked and say, I'm ready for questions. Though.
2: Yeah, that was a young me. That was that was back in the Buffalo days. But, uh, yeah, that, that always gave me an extra moment to collect my thoughts. People would back away. That's it's
0: a weird it makes sense it's in the Buffalo days, though, because yeah. I think you were probably a man of the people more as a current NFL player than than probably anywhere else, right? I mean, I think you told me at the time, that, like, you're just on the cul-de-sac and hanging out, and you're, like, actually still your buddies. And so, like, the media guys, I'm assuming, Kyle, you went to in Buffalo, is like, it's probably like Hobson in Cincinnati you know what I mean just like lifer has been there forever so many off the off the record conversations that you trust them with that I yeah, I'll get naked <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was good. it
2: was that kind of relationship very comfortable <clears throat> uh, it is funny though all three of us played in Buffalo that is
1: uh, I'm crazy. glad you
2: could join the club Kyle you enjoying yeah. it
1: check it off I'm en- I'm enjoying it um you're hitting mulberries tomorrow night I might try and stop by before uh, we have to go check in at the hotel. Say what's up. You're kind of a local legend around there. Good. What's the uh, what's the owner's name? I I met him last time I was there, but he was Joe about Joe Yerby. Yeah. yeah, Joe's the man. You're a you're kind of a local legend. It is dying a little bit. Like you've gone, you've been out of the league for so long that the legend is dying. So it's good you're coming back to replace your legacy here. You know, you got Josh. I think
0: they not got a Josh Allen in there. If they were still doing the carousel thing, take the second round pick, and hopefully he pans out, you'd still be like exactly. the son of that city.
2: Yeah, that oh. you're you're spot on. The legend is dying because they have a current legend at quarterback, so they've yeah. quickly forgotten
1: about me. Also, um, current current a, legend at question. quarterback. Go Sorry, ahead, Gordon. go ahead. Oh, um, go ahead. I,
2: so. yeah, is this go. the first time you guys have done this podcast? This is super awkward. Yeah, and... I
0: know. I was kind of hoping to talk next, but, cause remember, no, we... I'm going
1: to actually talk the whole time since I booked Ryan as a guest. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're going to talk about um, the legend of the quarterback Josh, but really of what you've been blaming me for in the media about josh so week one you blame me for our loss against the jets which i'll take on the shoulders right i got broad shoulders it's fine i'll take that it's easy and then i think it was either after the dolphins game or the raiders game you actually gave me credit for partial credit Mm -hmm. of the win so thank you i was wondering this week if you had any coaching points for me of what i need to do to help this team win since it Um, usually falls on me
2: So I only gave you 20% of the blame during the Jets game. Let's put that out there. Okay. But then I did apologize to you and Coach Dorsey after the nice three-game stretch that you guys had. Um, I do – I actually do have some real advice for you Mm, for the game on Thursday. And I know that you know Josh more than anybody. Um, But I want to see, like, the Josh – he doesn't have to hurdle anybody – he doesn't have to run over anybody, but I want to see him fired up on the sideline. I don't want to mm. see him just sitting there, even after a good play. Like he's just become a little too calm for me. And calm is like not Josh. That's not where he needs to be. So just get the guy fired up a little bit. I would love to see him run somebody over and give a first down signal and chest bump a lineman and just see the Bills fans go crazy. And I will take my shirt off on set. You know, that's what gets me juiced up. I like that. What's what,
0: going to Is there a line on like this gets the shirt off, right? Almost like 229.8 or 230.2 gets the shirt off, right?
2: Yeah. I, I th- If there's a hurdle and a run over with the touchdown uh, or a big first down sign where he like skips into it, like that's mm. something that's going to get me going. Buffalo needs it. Buffalo, Buffalo.
1: needs cool. this, Kyle. We do need it. I'll relay that information <laughs> okay. and then I'll take my okay. shirt off as well. We'll just take my pads off. It'll be great. <laughs> That'd be I'd have fun.
0: <laughs> that, you guys should do a jersey swap. Actually, that would be good. One of those well, like bowling shirts they got you in that hair and makeup has you in now. The bowling shirts that are like, real yeah, colorful. It kind of feels like, Be like one of the three shirts, and what I if I picture what Lebowski's closet looked like, like you know there was three shirts in there. I would be yeah. like, <clears throat> two of those are on Prime Thursday night this season. Um, speaking of the season, you guys had a bye week first week you got 16 straight. Uh, a lot of people, football fans, you know, say things like, the backup quarterback's the best job in the world, easiest job ever. We all know differently. You can also say, talking on TV's not even calling the game, just before the game and after the game, that's got to be the easiest gig in media. I, I don't know that I disagree with that statement. I would love to hear, like, 16 straight weeks. What is the grindiest part of the grind? Like, what's the hard, what's the, like... That's a daunting deal. How are you feeling? Going yeah, I mean, it?
2: The, the hardest part going from player to analyst is like they're all away games. So you never get home game. You're always traveling every single week. That being said, for us, the schedule of doing it on a Thursday, usually we'll fly out on a Wednesday. We'll come home on a Friday. Uh, but this year, we've got some great cities different from last year. And as an analyst more so than a player, you like actually get to enjoy the cities. You get to have a nice dinner. You're not thinking about curfew uh, you're not thinking about meetings or have any anxiety about how the game's going to go the next day. We get to see how the game unfolds and then talk about it. So talking is a lot easier than playing. I will say that. But uh, visiting these cities now as an analyst and getting to dive into the food scene and culture and the people, uh, that part is very enjoyable.
0: How do they do travel? Are you guys private everywhere? Are you guys, is it very?
2: No, it just, for me, like. So we're always pretty much always uh, first class, but sometimes for me, it's easier just to fly southwest if it's a Mm. quicker flight or better time or so it just it depends. But uh, yeah, some some fly private,
1: but not the lowly analyst not the lowly animal. You just got to keep doing commercials and then maybe like you just got off a commercial. <laughs> if no one realized that we, he just got a commercial and then came on here. So maybe a couple more. I
2: just, private. I felt like people need to see my face a little bit more, you know? I I, I like will it was say, not there enough.
1: I got to give you some credit and I have thanked you for this. I don't know if I'll ever be able to pay you back from this, but you did help me fly private back from Augusta this year. And that's, yeah, and that's I actually a long flight. Saw,
2: yeah, I saw Christian Kirk the other day and he rewarded me by making it a really exciting game and scoring a 44-yard touchdown to seal the victory for the Jaguars. So And doing cool.
1: the Amazon celebration too. It was perfect. He did it all for yeah, you guys. It was great. That yeah. was great. With that, uh, let's get
0: into one of those cheesy games that people always do on podcasts. Let's, let's do it. Throw it deeper check it down. Okay, it's like a, like a would you wrap. Uh, like if you love it, you're throwing it deep. If you're like, nah, I'm, I'm checking it down. We're just going to get your take on a couple of things. Brock Purdy, I'll give you a statement. Brock Purdy only looks good because of Kyle Shanahan and the offensive weapons. You throwing that deep, or are you checking that down and why?
2: So if my answer is no, I'm checking it down. Is that what we're saying? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm checking it down. I think, you know, the way they've obviously lost the last two games, and he lost his weapons two weeks ago, and there was a decline, but uh, he's so efficient. It's so crazy how fast he processes things. He's accurate. He's athletic. He always makes the right decisions. So I am very high on him. I'm not biased because he's from my hometown and mm. Jordan, actually the same city that your town, that your dad was born in Gilbert, Arizona, Gilbert. um, quarterback greatness. Wow. Um, but I, I am really high on him. It's, there's just there's been too much tape of him being great, not just good but great uh, and efficient in that offense that I I don't really care if it's a system quarterback like he is in that system and he's going to be in that system so let's just allow him to be great and watch him be great.
0: Yeah, I love it. Tush push should be legal until another team gets better at it than the Eagles. It's not really.
2: Uh, I'm throwing that thing deep. No, we talk we get in arguments with our. Uh, stats guys and analytics guys all the time of like how it's an automatic first down if you know you let the tush push happen it's like well look at the statistics of how the Eagles versus the rest of the league if you take the Eagles out of it like it's it's a normal quarterback seek it's not as effective as a play it's so good. I think it's all yeah. aw- I think it's awesome that they've mastered it I think we're going to see a lot more of what happened with Fred Warner and like doing the Troy Polamalu with guys mm-hmm. diving over like like if you're a defender, why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you trying to jump the snap count and do that, and taking a shot on the quarterback or the center, uh, and potentially guessing right and causing a turnover or fumble if you think they're going to get the first down anyway? And the consequences they get five yards and a first down. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that'll deter teams from doing it.
1: How did you do in uh, sneaks in your career?
2: I don't think I was a great sneak guy. I like I played, you know, I played eight years. Uh, in the AFC East, so it was like Tom Brady was the best quarterback sneaker of all time. Yeah. So it was just like so lame every time he did it. Somehow he got like three yards, and I don't. I, I think I was okay. I mean, I didn't I didn't love him. So I'll, I'll say. If I had to guess, I was probably around seventy-five percent, which isn't a good quarterback sneak rate. It's
1: not bad though. It's like it's carnage in there. People, Mac Jones tried to do a QB sneak against us for a two-point conversion this week, and he was crawling off the field. Like it's car. If yeah, you're not built for carnage. it, it's carnage in there. Yeah.
2: Well, especially when you try to do it against Jordan Phillips when he yeah. jumps the snap count every time near the goal line. <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah, then it hurts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Next one, C.J. Stroud is the best rookie. You've evaluated, you know, what are six, seven games in the season? Throwing that deep? Yeah, or check no out.
2: doubt. I'm throwing that deep, baby. Um, and I know you probably have a better finger on the pulse than I do on this one, Jordan. But I, I didn't watch him play. I didn't watch any of the guys play a ton in college. Um, I just watched C.J. Stroud throw the ball at the combine. And, like, if I'm trying to teach my kids how to throw a football – I would point to C.J. Stroud and be like, just look at this dude. It's so pretty. Like, everything looks so efficient, and I don't know. I just I really like the way he threw the football. I like, like, the second-level throw and the way it comes out of his hand. So um, am I surprised that he's having as much success as he is as a rookie on Houston? Yes, very surprised. But I felt like he was the guy that was going to have the best career.
0: Yeah, it's crazy these last couple years with – from when Deshaun originally, you know, had – issues and got in trouble and then, you know, then the year out, and then getting them out of there. And then the, you know, Kyle, you were there last, just like, you want to talk about a, you know, a team, a franchise and then where they're at from a franchise quarterback perspective, they went from completely having it completely locked up, nothing to worry about for a decade here to no quarterback in sight to feeling pretty good about the next decade here. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, and, it's not that many franchises that have really actually done that.
2: Yeah. And, and even just like, for him, for D'Amico Ryans to be able to change that culture so quickly. And I, I was in Houston in 2014, and that was kind of the tail end. You know, just after Schaub left, J.J. Watt was still uh, on fire. And it was like that atmosphere, like they love football there. It was a great atmosphere in great Houston. Atmosphere. and So now for like D'Amico to be able to come back, he was a captain of the team, to be the coach, to turn the franchise around. I just think it's so cool, Um, and, you know, they've already won, what, as many games as they won all of last year, so I think this year is already a success for them.
0: Yeah, I like that you point that out, because I've I've experienced that in Houston, and, like, little kids, you know, who should I be a fan of, and, like, for the last couple years, you know, like, really heading into, like, Josh's third year, I'm like, hey, it's a good time, if you're going to pick a team, it's a good time to become a Buffalo Bills fan, you'll have a blast, you know, and then... You know, and then like at Cincinnati, actually, it's going to be pretty fun here. they're going to be pretty good for a while. It's like Houston's that team now where I'm like, you can be safe becoming a Houston Texans fan if you're a little kid right now. And that's a good guy to emulate, too. He's also a fantastic young man. Um, awesome. Next, Kirk Cousins going to the Hall of Fame. Throw that deeper. Check that down. <laughs>
2: that's that's a check down for me. I love Kirk. I love his game. Uh, but l- let's just think about some of the names like that are going to have to go into the Hall of Fame during Kirk's era. I mean, there's there's quite a few guys, like is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? More so than Kirk, yes. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? I think yes, more so than Kirk, yes. Russell Wilson, that's an interesting conversation. A lot of people would say yes from his first 10 years in the league, but who knows after the last few, um, then Aaron Rodgers has to get in. Um, there's just There's a lot of guys in this era that are gonna have to go in. And so unfortunately for Kirk, like that one, I just don't think it's going to happen because it's not just going to be based on statistics, but winning yeah. and Super Bowls and all that. And he's just not, he's not going to have the resume. Yeah. But we it doesn't talked, mean he's not a great player though.
1: You know, we, yeah, we were talking just in the QB room the other week about Matt Ryan, just kind of even being on the edge just because of like no Super Bowl. But you think because of statistics, his statistics it's, is, it's, it's like top five for him in like all categories, you know?
2: It's top five, and he was the MVP of the NFL. He was the best player in the NFL yeah. in in one of those seasons. And so, you know, he is a guy people could argue about. Um, I don't know that anybody's going to argue about Eli Manning because of the two Super Bowls in New York. Um, you know, but Matt Ryan's statistics, I mean, it's insane what he was able to do, the pure number of yards and touchdowns and everything he did while he's a player.
0: Yeah. Last one, Gardner Minshew is the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. You throwing that deep or checking that down?
1: It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only
2: a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh I'm checking that down, man. Well, I, I, I like I I no, I like him. I I do, like and I think you know it's been amazing. He's the wins that the Colts have. Like he's the one that's brought the wins to the Colts this year. So he's playing really well. He will be up and down. So I I mean I'm talking myself into this as you're asking me. <laughs> Jeez. Um I like when I when I watch uh, somebody like Baker Mayfield, like, you know, he obviously was in Cleveland fine, but then he was in Carolina. Then he was in LA. Now he's in Tampa. It's like that story of the sudden change move from place to place on the field, playing, starting, uh, you know, next year, he's going to have to move on and go somewhere else. Does he still want to do it? He plays hard. His teammates like him. Like I, I think Baker's a guy and, you know, coming up in this Thursday night, Game we had him last year when he was in LA for you know 24 hours or whatever. McVeigh threw him out there and he leads the drive down the field. Like, that's a guy that I enjoy watching and kind of you know, he was the first pick overall and I was the 250th pick. But that's a guy that I just find myself rooting for.
1: Enough similarities there, yeah, yeah,
2: 249 picks away and he swings a golf club left handed, but you know.
1: You have a good golf swing, too. Let's not take away from that. You got a nice swing. You you do play Kirkland golf balls, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what? They've got a great soft feel to them. Great soft feel.
1: They say they're like Pro V1s. They might as well be. $1 i think ball. the
2: first iteration were like really nice and like now that we're on the fourth iteration i don't think they're as nice they feel like top flights
1: they make a full set of clubs now too at kirkland I, i'm gonna get you those for christmas no they don't what for, do you, for coming what on do you,
2: what do you mean you're gonna you're gonna get me those already oh you already them. have them <laughs> so okay my
1: you... bad i'll get you the black ones my bad <laughs> yeah sorry yeah oh. Get me the golden bears jeez yeah. gross um well we talk a lot of qb's you probably now i remember being with you in washington you were a film junkie when you were there you had your own little office set up upstairs away from zampezi's office you can get a little privacy by yourself but you uh you were a film junkie then you've probably watched more football now than you ever have just being the analyst i want to get your take on the quarterbacks around the league right now who are your favorite guys to watch especially in a league where brady's not playing anymore aaron's out this year there's really like not that many set top guys. There's a lot of guys trying to prove themselves in the league right now. Who do you like watching?
2: Yeah. I mean, I love Josh, but we don't need to talk about him because I don't want to make it awkward for you, Kyle, since he's your teammate. Um, I love watching Lamar, and part of it this year, that's heightened for me because of Todd Bunkin. I had Todd when I was in mm-hmm. Tampa, so I'm just super curious about you know how Todd's going to adjust to Lamar, how Lamar's going to adjust to Todd, and... That's a team, they're good enough, and we saw it last week with the Lions. Um, they're good enough on defense to where they're gonna go through these growing pains and not be perfect on offense, but last, last week their offense sure did look good. So I, I think uh, he's a guy I just have fun watching. You know, the Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Herbert is always a question mark for me. Like, I think I like watching him, but like, they just they have a hard time winning football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, really root for Tua, you know, being with Tua in Miami and the success that he has had. That's really cool. Um, but it is like there's there's just guys that I'm drawn to, and then there's you know I'm I'm a little bit of a hater, a closet hater at times. And now that I'm an analyst, like I've got to give my real opinion on some of these guys. And it's tough, like it, it's tough because like I know more than anybody potentially more than anybody on this earth, how difficult it is to play quarterback in the NFL. And I've lived it and I've lived the highs and the lows. And like, you know, I, I just, I have opinions on these guys and I'm getting paid to share them. So uh, sometimes I go a little soft, sometimes I go a little hard, but there's guys I dislike more than others.
1: Yeah. You got caught by, uh, by Jared the other week. Yeah. I'm and it, the
2: crazy thing about the, the crazy thing about the Jared thing is like, I actually liked Jared. And I if know. you listen to what I said, I, I, I know like, I saw the clip. Yeah. But I, I was trying to not be disrespectful to Matt Ryan. And yeah. in turn, it became disrespectful to Jared. Yeah.
1: You can't make everybody but happy. Like, yeah,
2: it's all good, man. I, I actually like that. I like, like that he I don't like love that Detroit's media department it was like, Hey, by the way, he said you're a poor man's Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. Uh, let's get him. But like, I like that he clapped back. I mean, that's fine. He's playing really well.
1: Yeah. You talked about Tua too. Um, You were with Tua when he was with Brian Flores that first year. That was the one year you were there with him, right? Or were you there multiple years with Tua?
2: Yeah, yeah, that year.
1: Just one with, with him. And now with McDaniel, obviously completely different vibe, completely different offense, everything. You see him thriving. I just want to get your take from being with him with Flores, who I think Tua was a guy that had his mind ready to be molded, right? He was probably very coachable, was was ready to accept all the coaching, and now he's going to McDaniel – What have you seen from him from that point being in the building to now how much has changed and and how much different he's playing?
2: Yeah, I I think a lot was talked about last year and rightfully so when McDaniel came in about the love fest for Tua and how much confidence he gave him, because I, I think after his rookie year, Tua was like a little bit of a wounded dog, like he didn't, his, he, his confidence was shaken. This is one of the first times in his life like he actually was on a football field. And even though he won some of the games that he started in, like it was a struggle. It was a struggle for him and I think his confidence had wavered. So it was a great thing for them to do and especially for McDaniel to do, to come in and say, look, this is our guy. I love you, I wanna make you a star. And I think you're seeing the rewards of that this year. Um, you know, the the guys that he's throwing to, that offense is tailor-made for him. But if you look at, I I don't have the passing chart in front of me, but it's like Tua, if he's throwing the ball inside the numbers from five to 20 yards, he's absolutely deadly. And Mm -hmm. it's when he's going to his first read, it's when he's getting the ball out, he's so accurate. And now you put him with guys that can catch and run and go to the house and waddle and Tyreek, like, it's a tailor-made offense for him, so his confidence is at an all-time high, and I'm really happy for him because it was a really rough rookie year um, for a lot of different reasons for him. But like just to see him grow, you know, as a father, as a husband, all those things and those steps he's made in his life, it's been pretty cool to see his success this year.
1: It's crazy to watch that offense, like when you go into to play a team that played the Dolphins, right? Like whoever we played, we played forget who we play, but you go and it's like, okay, you're going to watch the Eagles play this team. You're going to watch this play. And then you're going to watch the Dolphins play this team. And every single defense plays the Dolphins completely different than they play everybody else. Like you play the Jaguars and they send like four off a side to the right. And then they're going to spin and bring cover zero. And they're going to do all this stuff. And then you go and see them play the Dolphins and they play just Tampa two in the whole game. They're scared shitless of the offense. Yeah,
2: they're scared. I mean, the ball comes out, you know, even when you blitz them, the ball's coming out. And, I mean, if you put that Denver game on, that's, like, almost not even worth it to watch as a defense. Like, nobody wants to watch that Denver game. (laughs) They were just handing the ball off and running for 60 yards. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's amazing. And it's one of those things I do have to give credit to the guy that went to Yale. But we were there, Harvard Mm. and Yale at the same time. And he was 0-4 against Harvard while he was at Yale. I just don't think he generated any stats as a player.
1: Mm, That's tough. You generated (laughs) a lot of stats there too. It's actually up in the Harvard club in that room, right? Is that your specific room there?
2: No, this one's not mine. Uh, No, nothing. Nothing in reference to me. This is all like We've got a nineteen fifty-eight reference. We've got a nineteen twenty-six. So there's there's plenty of history in here. Nothing if was there easier. was one
0: thing in the Harvard Club that Harvard would not want anybody to come in and steal. Could be in the lobby, could be behind the gas. Like what's the most prized possession? Maybe there's not even a monetary value to it. I'm just curious. Uh,
2: they have and I don't know if I don't think I would get in trouble for this. It's what they have. I mean, they have a, a, a famed, like stuffed elephant, uh, that Teddy Roosevelt killed like up in one of the main dining rooms, which is kind of cool. At least that's what I was told. I've seen it. I just, I didn't see Teddy shoot it. So I'm not sure. That's Mm. true. Can't
1: confirm. Uh,
0: lastly here, QB to QB. So, um, last guest asked the next guest a question. Current guest asked the next guest a question. So last year, Kurt cousins asked you about cover zero and, uh, you went not with a lot of passion, I would say it was, um, we weren't super eager to answer, but you went ahead and answered it. And then you asked Sam Darnold how he regained confidence, which is a fantastic question. Um, so we had Ryan Rossillo on last week. And, uh, so his question is, didn't know it was going to be you, but his question is, would you rather be the starter for a full year on a playoff team, but you're out of the out of it in three years, out of the league in three years, or Cash checks for twelve years, but you you never really play. You never get your own team. So is your other like happy because you've had a win? You've had an awesome season. You've been part of a real winner, and you've been a part of some some long years too. Is yeah. it, worth it to have the one, but you only get to play for three years, or play twelve and never do anything.
2: Doesn't Ryan spell his name with an E?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, not it's not his, his decision. <laughs> decision. It's
0: not. It's his a different decision. breed of species of Orions.
2: Can I, can I like answer it in a different way than he framed it? Like I could tell you about- Oh, so you like, want. Well, so when I when I was gearing up uh, to sign with Miami, I got, and I, I think Bill still, O'Brien must've been in Houston still. Like I was offered to be there, Deshaun's backup in Houston. I'm trying to think this is the right, yeah, it's the right team. So I was offered to be the backup in Houston. And if I went there, easy sledding, would never play, he was gonna be the guy, I'd collect my checks. And I ended up for the same amount of money going to Miami instead to be like the, basically the guy that was gonna be out there getting beat up. But my answer was always like, I just wanna play. Like if I, at the end of my career, if I wasn't gonna play, then I didn't wanna be there. So that was like, I was always chasing those opportunities, whether it was a bad one, or a horrible one, or an even worse one, as long as I was gonna be on the field, like that's just, that's what I wanted to do and why I was still playing. Cause you know, I had too many kids to take care of to be wasting my time. Um, you know, and I had, by the end of my career, it's like I had enough money and everything else. So like, that's not necessarily what it was all about. So I guess in a long winded way, like I would, I would rather play than sit if it was the same amount of money or even less money, but I don't know. I'm, yeah. That was just me.
0: No, that's that's fair enough. It makes total sense and it aligns with a lot of how you've how your career has unfolded, chasing those opportunities we are leaving Cincy and going to Buffalo, you know, and then you take Trent the third, and then you know what I mean. What's the situation? Like it was just a lot of those, and uh, yeah, so it's awesome. Um, All right. Give us a question you want to ask the next guest. You don't know who it is, but
2: you guys don't know who the next guest is, huh? Hmm. Um, You know, I'd be super curious to hear uh, if this next guest would just tune into Thursday Night Football. You've got four analysts up there alongside Carissa Thompson, uh, Richard Sherman, Andrew Whitworth, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tony Gonzalez. Which one uh, is your least favorite analyst of the four? I think that would be my question. That's good,
1: yeah. Which one's your least favorite?
2: Me, for sure. Okay, cool. for Sure yeah. me, yeah. Good question. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah. me. That's good. Well, I was just gonna say pick somebody that likes me so that they don't say me, okay?
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll preface the question for you. You're a great analyst. Don't let anyone tell you different. You're having a great second year. I remember I texted you before the year. I said, anyone can do it once. Can you do it twice? You're doing it awesome, man. I mean, I'm no, no sophomore a slump. Yeah, no yeah, sophomore slump. Yeah, no longer a rookie.
0: You. You're the most fascinating person in sports TV right now. And so if you look at all these different groups, right? Like, If you look at what did Andrew Whitworth have to do as a player to get on that seat, Okay. Super Bowl man a year, these things are like really unique, really in hard.
2: LA, in LA, in oh, LA, yes. all
0: them, yeah, right. Tony Gonzalez, until somebody gets dethrones him, whatever the greatest I ever played that position, Hall right? of Fame, Richard,
2: greatest, greatest tight end, yep. the
0: personality, all these, all, all these things, and yet, like, you're a replacement, like, you can't, like, it's funny, like, the kids go, like, you know, if somebody said, I want to be like Patrick Mahomes when I grow up. You know, how do I do that, Coach Palmer? I, well, there's a plan. I don't, it's probably not going to happen. Like, there's a plan for that. There's a pathway towards that, right? I want to be like Lamar Jackson. I want to be like Tua. There's a pathway towards that. I want to be like Ryan Fitzpatrick. <sighs> Good fucking luck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, for you, it was the, the personality, the, the antics, the gimmicks, the things, the Brady doing math. I, dude, I didn't tell you this. Ford loves that video.
2: I show oh, four. That's awesome.
0: Brady, I think it was he was like seven or eight in that video.
2: He was seven. He was I, seven in that video. Yeah,
0: seven. The Deshaun Jet, all the stuff, and it's just like, and then all the teams. But it's, I just think the most fascinating dude in sports TV.
2: Everyone wow. else either
0: you. shouldn't be there or had to do so many incredible things uniquely positioned to football. And you're also a baller, so uh, thanks for coming on and being a repeat roomie. And we got to say this too, because this. Unless, and I think it's just Blaine Gabbert right now. Unless Blaine Gabbert and Kyle play together next year, you're the only person who Kyle and I have both been teammates with. So
1: I, is think, that I think true I can, is yeah, that it's, true? It's, it can't be. Wow.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, you're the only person that Kyle and I were both quarterbacks with.
1: Quarterbacks. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah we'll that's look up awesome. Later. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. What well, two great yeah. role models for me, man? Just, you guys are just great men in my life.